Hello, hello, and welcome back to Retrieving Sanity with your podcast host, Keegan, and today we have co-host Simba. Take two. Take two. Now, today we wanted to talk about connectivity and what all that really does for us, and uh, really, like, social media and technology have made us more connected than ever, right? But what does that do for us? Like, I know for me, it can mess me up, but at the same time... I know it can help me out a lot, too, but I think it depends on how I use it. What about you? Yeah, no, I was – so as you were saying that, I was like, you know, it, it honestly, for me, it can be, like, how I use it because sometimes I can use it to, like, mask or to Ooh. detach slowly from people, you know? Uh-huh. Like, say I have a long friend, a friend that I've been lo- long time – you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And – just turns out we're growing into two different people. Stop talking to them in person, then stop following them on the Facebook, you know, just disconnect literally from them. Mm-hmm. Without having to give the visual or like the conversation of like, hey, like, I don't think we're to be friends anymore. <laughs> Ouch. Okay. I, I, I know. But it, it's it's not the right use, but, you know? Ah, <laughs> oh, man. Well, so, like, well, I mean, okay, so let's take a step back, all right? Let's. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you think connectivity is for you? Like, do you think it's more of the um, how we interact with each other, what we interact with, um because I was writing an outline for this earlier, and I don't know if you read it, but it was, I had uh, used the terms local and uh, the daily tribe. Um, and so like a local tribe is someone that's in your neighborhood, same apartment complex, uh, nearby convenience stores, stuff like that. And your daily tribe is someone that you come across day to day, like on your way to work. Uh, at your favorite convenience store, your favorite restaurant, or whatever, um, and how these relationships can actually be a real good support system, even though we don't feel like it is. Um, but I think with technology, a lot of us have stepped away from developing those tribes. Um, and not only that, but I know more people that have, like, I have 600-plus friends on Facebook. How many of them do I know in person? I have no idea at this point. And it doesn't really matter because no one really talks to me anyways. And that's kind of the point, right, of connectivity. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, we can have all these friends, but what's the point of it if we don't have connectivity? You follow? Yeah, but, um, I, so, you know, like, I, I, micro conversations is something that, like, I was reading into. Mm Mm-hmm. And it, it's like those small conversations you spark with, like, the gas station, or, you know? Because, you know, I go to the same gas station at the same time at break at work, mm-hmm. and just having those micro-conversations where they're like, hey, how are you doing? Oh, hey, how's it going? How's the shift going? You know? Yeah. I just start to get to know them, and I feel sometimes more connected to that person than someone I've been friends with on Facebook. Or even that I've known that I went to high school with, you know? Mm-hmm. A so-called best friend. Yeah. That we just, you know? But I feel like social media, it's 
kind of like this different type of relationship for me because those Ooh. micro conversations and even if it's just a, a store teller that i see one time i feel like we had a deeper <laughs> maybe that's just me though i get emotionally attached to like the car driving in front of me you know <laughs> like whenever you're following it for so long and it yeah. takes an exit and you're like bye friend <laughs> yeah and then you're like no yeah okay i'm guilty of that too um but yeah no i'm i'm the same way like i know whenever i go to convenience stores especially if it's the same one like time and time again i'll sit there and i'll have those micro conversations and like i know i've spent about 10 15 minutes at the convenience store just talking to the cashier because it's like they're my actual friend like at a, at a certain point like i know that if like i was in the parking lot and got mugged or like at gunpoint that person would come out and be like you better get like away from my homie like but at the same time like i don't know if they really would but i have that feeling that they would because i know at that point i would as well so but i mean with the uh, social media it seems like everyone is so focused on the highlight reel yeah so what's your take on the highlight reel? On highlight reel on like real relationships? Real friendships or let's stick with social media first. Because like what's real on social media? Oh. <laughs> 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 so you're not wrong. Um so okay. On social media on Facebook, Twitter, whatever else. Uh, we have this feed that we like to put our highlights in. We like to put the happiest pictures of us. We like to put the new proposal in uh, the video on our news feed or uh, the vacation we just went on, but we don't see the actual crap that goes on behind the scenes. We don't see the fights behind closed doors on a relationship. We don't see the amount of overtime and, uh, stressed relationships that that vacation actually took to get to right um and so i think like that helps disconnect not just us from each other i think it also disconnects us from ourselves. yeah from reality because like i went on vacation with a friend a long time ago Mm -hmm. but he was very into like posting and socializing on social media Mm -hmm. but like I don't feel like we enjoyed the vacation because it was more about getting ready to take a certain picture at a certain location uh. to give off a certain mood that it like you like there was more I, I don't know like it, vacation to me was like so that we could spend time together you know mm-hmm. get to know one each other deeper but for that in that instance it just turned into one picture you know like we Ooh. just specifically went there worked all this time to get to that point just to spend all that time getting ready to take a picture yeah you know and it it totally was way disconnecting you know and i i kind of feel that way with social media and clout likes Mm. how that's kind of like where what i strive to not be you know like sometimes i don't even take pictures i don't i don't do 
I don't like I don't know I don't like posting much anymore because I used to post every day and I look the same every day. <laughs> well, I think you hit a really good point on that because I didn't even think about that getting ready for the post um, because like as much as I like social media to an extent, I also don't sit there and get like I know that everything behind me looks like it's been or whatever but I mean I literally just sat there and ordered these things for like soundproofing or whatever and they don't do jack diddly and then I got this as a gift I got this as a memorial and then I got this because I'm a brand ambassador for a clothing brand that I haven't even ambassadored for because I just don't do social media that way I just did this for the podcast and it was so minimal that like it looks good but I didn't sit there and plan it, if that makes sense. Yeah. And so I can only imagine what it would take for the right uh, social media picture. Like, did you have to travel around with a tripod everywhere or, like, uh, the selfie ring? Like The selfie ring, bro. I hated the selfie ring. You did carry a selfie ring? Hated. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just like I was like okay let's go on vacation and then it turned into oh we were just here to get a couple of likes you know Ooh, and see like there's an aspect I didn't even think of like what does it do to a relationship like friendship or romantic or family whenever one person or maybe a couple of individuals are so focused on the uh, clout like you said they're so focused on that that they're not being present and actually enjoying the experience like see and that's one thing isn't social media its own addiction nowadays like you can just pick up your phone and just be like ooh dopamine 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 oh sad picture sad like dopamine 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 and like I don't know I just didn't think about that aspect what it does for people whenever one person is disconnecting from the other for social media. Um, so how did, obviously it didn't end up well, but what were some of the things that uh, kind of escalated everything else to that point? Because obviously uh, that kind of vacation, you probably had something go off in your head like, nope. Yeah, because, um, I mean, maybe if I if I would have known, like, this is all you wanted a vacation for, I would have been like, hey, let's just plan a day trip, make it a freaking photo shoot, and, like, let's just hang out mm-hmm. with you. We would have connected more. But I was under the impression of, like, hey, let's work towards a vacation and just go on vacation, you know, and mm-hmm. it, it, it wasn't what I thought it was going to. Or maybe I put an expectation on something, Ooh. you know? Ooh. Do we want to get into expectations? <laughs> I mean, we're here. <laughs> good point uh so man you're right though because expectations do have a lot of uh connectivity value because whenever i expect something from you and you don't uh live up to an expectation that i had and this is all just like of course not circumstantial but hypothetical um so you don't live up to the expectation that i put on you and now you fall a couple of pegs down right uh it's kind of like i want you to read my mind to know the version of you 
that I have in my head of you. And if you don't live up to that you, then you are no good anymore, right? You're no good at being you. To be. <laughs> <laughs> and, and one thing I had realized is that every single person I know has a different version of me in their head. And I can't live up to all those expectations. I just can't do it. Yeah, but then that also starts to bleed into childhood um, wounds. You know, like what what was expected of us from our parents, or not even expected of us. You know, because some parents, I feel like my parents just expected me to be nothing. If it like not even anything bad, but just to be like nothing. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't see. I could just be expecting that. That's what they expect out of me. But but I mean. <laughs> Oh, now you're getting me going in circles. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Let, let's go back to uh, the daily tribe. Uh, what would be some people you would consider a daily tribe? Definitely coworkers. Okay. Uh, so do you think that having work as your main interest or goal is what really makes that connection possible in the first place? Or do you think that that connection would have been born somewhere else? Or do you think it will travel beyond work because you were able to make it at work? Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, because there's only like two, like two people out of my coworkers that I I would see as being friends, even had we met outside a job. Mm -hmm. We stand like with the same values, where seem to be growing at the same, to the same way, you know? Because yeah. of course we we evolve and you know like there's people there's friends come and they grow you know we mm -hmm. outgrow some but there's just a hand few a handful and I, I even learned that through counseling is that I was gonna learn to find my tribe and just select a few people from work meetings mm -hmm. even from the conversations at the gas station of course I'm not I don't like every attendant there but oh Lord no. There's like the one sweet person that's always on top of it. Or you know that you can see has a rough day but is handling it well and you know, like you start to pick up on people's values, I don't know, in a way. No, but like you have a really good point because you do get to see a sense of uh their personality, their colors come out at work, but at the same time, on the flip side, how much of that is just a mask? My work mask. True. Well, I mean, I guess there's also like hidden litmus tests to like. <laughs> well, I, 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 no, I'm no, serious. no, no, no. You're right. You're right. Because like, if you put a um, what's it called a, a shopping cart in the parking lot or in the, the a the recycling trash can randomly <laughs> in the break room, uh -huh. and you start to see who puts trash in there because all they see is an extra trash can, or who's like, oh shoot, this is a recycling. I can recycle this. You know. You just see something different that they notice, and you're like, oh, someone pays attention. Someone's doing the right thing that doesn't really get you anything. You know, I mean, you're not in trouble if you don't, but and you don't get, like, a dollar if you do. <laughs> so the question is, have you put a recycling bin randomly in the <laughs> workplace? Uh, I take that as a yes. <laughs> I signed an NDR, NDR so I cannot... Oh. Oh, oh, you're Skip one, <laughs> you're one of those coworkers. You're oh, okay. I, I see how you are. 
Bro, <laughs> even like the the stuff that I joke about, I I just I'll randomly hit them with a random joke or just say something random just to see their response, and I'm like my mind is like data 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 <laughs> data. <laughs> well, I mean, isn't that just how it is supposed to work, or are we just weird like that? No, that that that's just weird because most people are just like it's a trash can. This is going on the radio. <laughs> oh my bad. <laughs> oh well, whatever. I I can edit it out anyways. I mean, it oh. is live on Facebook, so I don't know about that, but we'll see. Um, we'll go to Facebook jail. Oh no! <laughs> like people don't curse on their uh, posts all the time. Um, damn right, I'm right. Anyway, <laughs> but um, at work, uh, having that work mask on, because I know that I can have a great customer service face because I've had to do so much customer service in my life. Um, but at the same time, it's one of those masks that it's almost not even a mask anymore. It just kind of became who I am. Like, in a sense, work and the tribe that I acquired it, the different jobs I've had, have actually taught me uh, different aspects of morality, integrity, um, and how to leave, uh, lead a more balanced life uh, in regards to work and personal. Um, and so I think it's interesting to see that some people will take work friends and actually incorporate them into their tribe. And I think that's really cool whenever they do. Um, but I haven't really done that too well but at the same time i was antisocial for a large part of my life i don't know why exactly but i just kind of am maybe just because i hate people maybe because i'm just always nervous and just like have generalized anxiety so i think everyone hates me all at the same time <laughs> have you seen that meme of God, it's the... meme it's meme <laughs> it's me the meme, the meme of the the cat from alice in the wonderland the where he's He's like, everyone's a little mad here. And she's like, at me? <laughs> First of all, it's the uh, Cheshire cat. And second yeah, of all, and second of all, no, I have not seen that meme. But, <laughs> but I mean, no, that, that would totally be mad. Everyone's mad at me. What did I do? Because, I mean, that I just is, got here. <laughs> like, seriously, like someone can be having a like really bad day. And I can just be, like, interacting with them for, like, 10 seconds. And I see them fly off the handle, and I'm like, oh, well, I did something wrong. I'm just going to leave this store right now. You know? Like, but at the same time, like, whenever it's someone at work work, uh, like a coworker, and they're starting to go off that way, I'm like, oh, no. Like, I messed up bad. Like, and then I find out, like, something happened in their personal life, and... They just have a hard time separating personal and business and i get that because it's totally normal but i think that uh not separation not being able to put on that work mask can create disconnect between co-workers uh whenever it's not understood about what's going on which is why i think having a form of connection besides just work is important for those co-workers does that make sense yeah yeah I think recently I went through a 
struggle where like I tried to you know how like in recovery we do a moral inventory of our life yeah oh no started, that's daily but I started to do that for like um like what what are the type of people that are around me mm -hmm. and what do I have in common like do I what mask do I wear in front of these different groups and I realized mm. like there's I had a gossip group where like the only <laughs> thing that brought us together was gossip and of course I had bro I, I know and I, I had to sit back and be like I need to step away from that type of because I'm not trying to be that person anymore you know yeah and then I had to realize there's some people that like I can only talk about my goals and dreams or you know like we have those type of conversation and, and then I had the list of people who we just bullshitted and just joked around you know like kept it funny mm -hmm. but i i just had to like realize like what i i was wearing too many masks you know mm -hmm. and i was like i need to i, I want to work on myself and i don't want to wear masks i want to be who i want to be and i want the people who can kind of aspire me to be that type of person you know mm -hmm. and but that oh sorry go ahead but and it, it just left me to like disconnect with people, you know? And it, it was it was needed, but at the same time I'm like how do I avoid this in the future without not making without the fear of making the wrong connection, you know, like how do I befriend someone who's put on a mask to me and then I get to know them outside of work and it turns out they're they make me an asshole. I'm an asshole. I become, you know? Or uh, I don't know. No, uh, that brings up a good point. Um, like uh, you were saying with your gossip group, right? Um, so here's one thing. You should never trust any of those people with any of your secrets, but I'm sure you know that. But second of all, you need to... I need to pay attention to what people say about other people whenever that other person isn't there. Um, because if someone's going to talk crap about someone else while they're not there, who's to say they're not going to do the exact same thing to me whenever I'm not around? Yes. And, and I, so I'm learning the difference of venting, you know, and how, how to vent because sometimes I can just, you know, or sometimes I can be, I, I tried, I, I, there was no other word for it. Oh. Okay, I'll let it slide. In fact, that one may be radio friendly. I don't know anymore. <laughs> but, or there's times where I just, I need advice. And the only way for me to express it is to just give you the uncutted, unedited version of like, hey, like, this is how I feel. Yeah. And help me with it, you know? Mm -hmm. Not meant to like destroy someone or like not have any advice or input or, I, that's what I feel like. Um, criticism is you know like when you're just you don't want any input you don't want any help in these issue you just want to get your feelings out which i guess that's venting but no so like criticism is like whenever someone tells you what you need to do different but they're not uh they don't have any tact behind it um constructive criticism is going like you going to someone or like say nate watching our podcast goes hey you guys might want to try to do this instead of doing that or so on and so forth and so what you're looking for wouldn't be criticism necessarily first of all you're looking for an ear 
because you need to be heard. And sometimes, sometimes we say the things that we need to hear without knowing that we say it for us to hear. Yeah. So, um, the word you're looking for, yeah, would be more like moral support, um, in a sense. Um, I'm sure there's a better word for it, but right now, my sponsor. This is sponsor. Yeah, sponsor. <laughs> sponsor. Sponsor, real good. Everyone needs sponsor. <laughs> Everyone needs a sponsor because to have one person that you can continuously go to for advice, you know, or to remind you that you're tripping. Yeah, you just. Know? Yeah, just a little, just a little slap here and there. Just like you do realize how dumb you're sounding, right? But the thing is, yes, I do. But and it's like, oh wait, yeah, I am sounding kind of stupid. Or <laughs> sitting there going like, the sponsor just looks at you and just, just like, how many times have we been over this? <laughs> I had a sponsor who every time I would call her about griping about people, she would, she would end the conversation or end my venting with. Were you minding your own business? And I would be like, oh. And then she used to start the conversation like that. She'd be like, before we you start, were you minding your own business? <laughs> Man. One of the other ones that uh, gets thrown at us a lot is, uh, have you prayed about it? <sighs> what did God yeah. say? Yeah, but I mean, hey, sometimes those actually are like really handy. Yeah. Um, First of all, can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you perfect. Okay, I'm just making sure because every now and then the purple box doesn't show up like it's not picking me up or something. I don't know. I think you're Is being that... insecure. I I'm trying to make sure that <laughs> I'm trying to make sure that the audio is like good because at the same time it's been recording for like 30 minutes. So, I mean, I should have asked this a long time ago and I asked it before. So, yeah, okay, insecure. Okay, my insecurity has been shown. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, that that's um a jab we used to throw at each other in treatment, is we used to be like, your insecurities are showing. A not-so-friendly way to tell another brother. You're being, being a... Yeah, yeah, oh, I didn't want to say it, but... All right. So, as we were saying, um, my insecurities are showing... <laughs> What? It's just because you thought you were too loud or you weren't being heard. Are you talking about my microphone or just like me? I'm joking. I know. Oh, we were, I we like... were talking about my microphone. But no, that's that's totally a thing, though. Is like um, whenever you go to people to talk about your problems and stuff, if you're not feeling like you're being heard, that kind of like totally destroys the whole like reason why you're even opening up and talking to this person right yeah or like even the type of let's say person they are because like if i go venting to my gossip group it doesn't turn into advice it turns into let's degrade and tear down this person even more you know but see that's where the moral support uh comes into play because they're on your side all of a sudden but at the same time, you can't really trust that kind of connection because, like, yeah, you can go there for a quick morale boost, but then next thing you know, you don't know what you did to make them sit there and say something bad about you behind your back. 
Yeah. So I think it's, I think that's good for the narcissist. The narcissist. Yeah, the person that likes everything about themselves and everything, just or the person that is insecure, um, going up and talking about everyone else. And what's that saying? You need to find the people that are talking about ideas and things and not other people. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, I, I do have that selected few of people to, who, like, talk to me. There's one coworker. She talks to me about her life coach and stuff. And I'm like, man, like, it, it's always refreshing to listen to her talk, listen to her talk because I'm like, man, I don't. Not a lot of young people have a life coach and, you know, or, or even willing to admit that in. You know, it's just, it's always nice to hear that other people have other <clears throat> sponsor type of relationships with people or mentors, you know? Yeah, and I think that's where, like, the father-mother figure or brother-sister figure comes into play a lot. Because, like, in Boy Scouts, uh, you can have father figures if you don't have a father. Uh, you can have a brother or sister and that big brother, big sister kind of thing uh girl scouts you can have the mother figure um and not only that you can have uh the same sibling uh relationship that you can with those people in your troop um as or pack uh i don't know what the girl scouts one is i know boy scouts is pack and then and boy and no cub scouts is pack boy scouts is troop that's right it's been a while leave me alone <laughs> It's been. <laughs> I didn't get the luxury of doing that. <laughs> yeah, and that's another thing is that it is almost a luxury for some. Uh, and I look back at it and I regret not taking in every single ounce. But at the same time, I did at the time. But there was a point where I got burnt out on it because every single weekend was doing something. But at the same at the same time, nowadays. I look back at it and I'm like, man, I wish I could be doing that because I got to see friends every weekend. I got to sit there and go on adventures every weekend. Even if it's out exploring some campground that I've explored a hundred times, I can take a different route and go somewhere else. Or I can take the new person and show them the old stuff that I've already found and create a bond that way and make more connection. But I mean, you, you can still have that. Because, I mean, it, of course, you're not going to be in Boy Scouts with a bunch of men, you know, but like you can find no. a group of like like minded people and do, you know, because um, we're going through a change where we're getting rid of group chats because it, it just. Are we? Or no, like at my job. Oh, OK, OK. We're, we're getting rid of group chats and um, I'm trying to find a way to keep us like good kind of closer employees like connected mm -hmm. but in a way that it I, i'm trying to find a creative way you know i'm like maybe we can all get gaming systems and just get online you know which would take away from like the uh, gossip or like mm -hmm. work related stuff and you'll start talking about different stuff or you know it, it, you know like i'm trying to find a different venue for us to still come together and without it being a group chat Gotcha. Okay. Um, so like some group bonding, if you will. Yeah. So I think you totally can do something about that. Um, and what you could probably do is, uh, 
I know for like sober people, um, we have the Phoenix. Uh, do you remember that? Yeah, I see a lot of ads on the Phoenix. Yeah, I do too. And uh, they did this one uh, not too long ago. It was uh, it was instead of hide and seek, it was hike and seek. And I wanted to go to that so bad, um, but for some reason I just didn't. And I know I need to go and do more stuff with the recovery community, especially whenever I get my own apartment and stuff, because then I won't have the uh, guys around me that I have right now. And so it's actually going to take a little bit more effort on my part to put myself out there. Like the podcast is great and everything, and it is a passion. And it's not just a passion. It is a goal, a dream to make retrieving sanity some almost household name for recovery and addiction and mental health in general. And so, like, you and I are, like, starting this foundation. And, like, uh, if we look at Retrieving Sanity from the get-go, like, first of all, it was supposed to be me and you in the first place. (laughs) And then stuff happened. Now it's up to us to actually sit here and (laughs) build this connection with other people. And we can do that through going to recovery places like you've suggested. Uh, We can do that through just social media. And But the thing is, is that I want to make a connection with any and every person that comes on and does an interview or uh, something like that. And I think I'm off to a good start on it, but I don't really know. Um, And that's why it's amazing to have you as a co-host because we already have a really good connection. And I, I've heard it from everyone that's heard us sit there and like do this is like y'all make a great team and I'm like well that's why he's my co-host duh, and dude all of this started because we became roommates and we're just like the the before bed conversations oh you know? my god and they were so good but and and, <laughs> and that's how this kind of is and it's just evolved and I love seeing the like the process behind it because. Not only that, but our connection and our connections from outside of this have grown and developed in such a way that it's crazy to see that happening in just one year. Like, if this all happened in one year, what does the next five years have? Five years have? What does the next ten years have? And so, I, dude, I don't know. I'm excited. But that's one reason why, like, <laughs> social media and connectivity... Like, I think they butt heads a whole lot, but at the same time, I think they actually, like, meld together really well. But like we said at the very beginning, it's how we use it. Yeah. So. Because, I mean, if you think about the people who struggle being in public with other people and aren't comfortable enough to, like, throw themselves out there, you know? Mm-hmm. Social media is can be one of the best venues for them, you know, to where they can ease or at least get some interaction with different people, you know? Yeah. And especially, I mean, the pandemic made that um, available to everybody, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, it didn't make it available to everybody. It just um, brought it to the surface mm-hmm. a little bit more. And e- everyone, we all connected via social media, most times, you know? Yeah. And it's weird, uh, And so this connectivity idea actually came from interviewing someone that, unfortunately, the last, like, 20 minutes of her interview, Podbean just stopped recording. 
Yeah, like, and I mean, she was getting into it, and she was mad, and she was so passionate about what she was saying, and I was like, dude, this is great. And then, like, I was like, all right, cool, like, we've hit our time, like, thank you for coming on. And then later that night, I downloaded it once it was done uh, processing, and 20 minutes just gone. And I was like, oh, my God. And so that's one reason why I was like, Podbean, I love you, but, like, I need to have something a little bit more reliable. So hopefully Riverside FM does prove well on that. But the thing was is that she was talking about how uh, with social media, we've seen a lack of connectivity. She was talking about how going to a laundromat, you used to be able to sit there and strike up a conversation with some random person and actually have a meaningful and like somewhat deep conversation. And she was right. And to a degree though because i think at the same time it also depends on the individuals uh, because i know i can be a weird dude and if i am my weird authentic self with some random person if they're not weird themselves and they're just going to be like uh i chose the wrong day to do laundry <laughs> <laughs> and i'm just going to be that guy that just is like either comes off really weird to some people or to other people they're like, oh, hey, this is a cool mother. God damn it. <laughs> but then you could turn it Well, I, I was going to say, I'm still trying to be a mean person. I could be like, you could turn it around and be like, ma'am, your insecurity is showing. <laughs> it's not me. It's you. But at the same time, though, like, isn't that like, that's where the masks come back into play. Like, how much of a mask do we have to wear in public? How much of a mask do we have to wear in general? Because we have to be authentic with ourselves first and foremost, no matter what. Because wearing a mask with ourselves is nothing good. But whenever we're dealing with other people, there's that saying, to save face. And I think it serves... <sighs> what? I hate that Why? Saying. Because it's true? Because, so... It's story time. So, like, people come up to me at work and tell me things that they, they don't want to do or they don't like that they have to mm -hmm. do that I personally have come up with to try to solve a solution that they know nothing about, you uh. know? And I'm sitting here having to, like, not jump on them and be like, well, this is your messed up. This is, you know, like, or I don't even have to explain it. I just have to, like, listen to them and hold my tongue steady and say faith. But at the same time, I'm trying to find a way to get them to understand some form of the issue, you know, so that I, I, I'm i not saving face because I feel like when I say face, I'm white knuckling my anger, yeah. you know, and that and then you can only do for me. I can only do that so many times with the same repeating issue, mm -hmm. you know, that to the point that I'm going to let go. And now I'm dealing with bruised knuckles. Yeah. You know? So. Save face. I I I know it's necessary. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's a part of like um, knowing how to handle and de-escalate situations. Do you hear that? <laughs> but it's the uh -huh. I think that was me. No, that's thunder outside. That's oh, really? thunder outside my window. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, that, that's why I was like, oh, whoa. Anyways, sorry. Go on. I don't know, like, I, I'm trying to find healthy ways to not just save face, but 
still say what I need to say without escalating the situation. You mm. know? Because yeah. I, I don't know. It, I, I hate... I, I, I'm starting to not like the term safe face because it, it to me it feels like now I have to put on whatever... I had to take off whatever mask I had and put happy. So... You know, just to like... So that's not necessarily saving face. Uh, saving face is essentially... It's more of a customer service kind of thing. Um, so, in your position, uh, what it would be more like is uh, using tact, um, which essentially is you need to get a certain point across, right? But you want to do it in an effective way. And so that's why saving face for you would be white-knuckling it because you're not being authentic. So being authentic would just also mean learning how to put it through a filter mm. you see what i'm saying <laughs> yeah. so you can still say what you want to say but you have to filter it just a little bit like instead of coming off as angry try to maybe not twist it but put it in a filter that comes off as teaching instead of reprimanding needed to hear that yeah i needed to hear that and right as i said that thunder went boom so <laughs> yeah you did need to hear that you did need to hear that but no like and that's the thing too is that connections um they evolve over time like we were saying and so you started out as a co-worker and now you're actually people's supervisor there and so your connection with yourself and theirs connection has to change right um and I think the thing we don't look at a lot is the connection with ourselves. Because maybe us trying to save face with someone is also just saving face for ourselves. To say, I didn't come off as an asshole. Whenever really all I wanted to was just tell them, dude, like, th you messed up so many times. And so now there's a rule in place and now you don't like following that rule, get out. Instead of being that guy, it's like, oh, well, I just sat there and I just took this guy's, like, uh, venting and I know it's all about me and there's nothing I can really do about it. So I just had to make myself look like not the bad guy, but it, it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And so... Oh, trust me, I, <laughs> I, I, I know. <laughs> but in, I, I think the connectivity part on that really comes from the connection that we have with ourselves on it. Uh, on that topic because if you can tell yourself if I can tell myself that I taught someone something about that situation and whatnot I can come out feeling better even if I do come off as a little harsh even if it doesn't get filtered yeah. just right it's still like there was meaning behind me acting or saying the things that I did now can I fix it and make it better in, in the future of course there's no such thing as perfection except for death. And even death, like, people don't die-die all the time now. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm living proof of that. I'm pretty sure I died, and I'm here. Whoa. Oh, bro, I heard that one loud and clear. Yeah. And, I mean, hang on. Yeah, it's still going. But, um... I mean, there's a lot to connectivity, and again, I think social media has 
we've used it wrong. I think it started off as like one of those things that's like great on paper, but then in practice it just got out of hand. Like it grew a mind of its own. Yeah. So what do you think that we as a society or us can do with social media to make more meaningful connections? Um, honestly? Honestly. Uh, quit, quit giving it as much attention. Ooh. Which is, it, it's hard because it goes back to, like, for me, I was super addicted to getting certain people's attention mm -hmm. on social media. And even now, I, I, I have to hold back from the addiction of um, saying a sly remark. Or posting something sly to target a certain person or situation, you know? Yeah. I, bro, bro, it, it, it kills me because I will often, like, have something said and I'm like, I can't post this because I know I'm only posting it for the wrong reason. Ooh. And that became an addiction to me, you oh, know? Oh, kind of like just trying to get a reaction out of someone. Yeah, and this person is probably not even bothered and doesn't even know, doesn't give it the attention that I'm thinking that they're giving it. And if, if I didn't give social media, I mean, I put more attention into getting something out of social media than I do of actually amending a situation, you know? Uh, so real quick, saying all that, your insecurities are showing. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, I should have never said that. <laughs> <laughs> there they go again. <laughs> <laughs> Damn voices in my head. <laughs> it's like if I just take off my earphones, they go away. <laughs> but, but, I mean, I think you have a really good point. Uh, because there's someone uh, I've heard about lately that uh, no social media is actually part of their recovery. And at first it didn't make much sense, but whenever they explained it, I was like, oh, like, okay, this person has something, like, like, holy crap, like, maybe more people need to get behind this. But again, I think it goes into the fact of how we use social media, if it's good yeah. or if it's bad. Um, but it's hard to say. Because... So, like, the Instagram, all I use it for is Taylor Swift memes. That's how I know what's <laughs> happening, all these theories. Because, dude, I used to sit down and theorize with my Taylor Swift friends of, like, what do we think she's doing? And then Instagram has opened up the world wide of, like, what every Swiftie's thinking that she's doing, you know? And, like, I just sit there and watch so many things, and I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're, you're definitely right. Or, like, I see, they see things that I didn't see. So, like, you know, I, I'm teaching my, I don't know. <laughs> I sound like a crazy Swifty fanatic, but she's in the works. She's doing something. I just told you the 13. So we're not going to get into that right now <laughs> because we're basically at time almost. But um, yeah, dude, like so connectivity, finding our daily and local tribe. I think just our tribe in general is super important. And like we said, that can be anything from cashiers at our favorite uh, convenience store to co-workers, friends, family, uh, father, mother, brother, sister figures, 
all those and I think it's the connections that we develop actually really help build our mental health into something better because we can get that constructive criticism we can get that feedback we can get that ear to listen so that we feel heard and I think if we use social media in the right way we can get most of that but if we use it right yeah you yeah oh, me yeah give me oh you're telling yeah you're telling me to use social media right <laughs> no I'm, uh, are you are you t are you telling me something right now i'm i'm pointing to you so that you can like <laughs> expand on that thought maybe yeah but i i think it, it, it you have i i had to know myself Ooh. you know because i could still I still think I still sometimes tell people, "Oh no, those are just Taylor Swift lyrics that I'm posting." When I know that there's a deep-rooted reason why I'm posting the lyrics to Karma. So, you know? Yeah, but do you realize that a lot of people nowadays won't know what it was like to post cryptic lyrics and just like, yeah, there's a message behind it, but for some people they may never get it. Yeah, which goes back to if we didn't, if we don't give it that much attention, you know, or if mm -hmm. I don't give it that much attention, I can put that attention into goals that I have on a back burner, mm. you know, a book I'm still trying to write. You yeah. Know? Well, um, this podcast. Yeah, you need to hop on this podcast more <laughs> often. Get on, get on the retrieving sanity train, bro. Like everyone else. So if you haven't, follow us on Facebook at Retrieving Sanity. I don't remember my own Facebook feed. Just go to RetrievingSanity.com, and if you just go to RetrievingSanity.com, you'll find all the links there. Um, Facebook, Instagram, Podbean. So just check us out, and uh, if you want to interview with us, contact uh, Simba or myself, and we'll get in touch with you, and we'll try to make up an interview work through riverside love to hear love to hear other people's input in all of this yes always um and like i i don't know that hang on let me do some math real quick so we did like 37 yeah we're like at the end so but yeah we can't do this we can't make it better if we don't get feedback and we can't get stories out there if they don't come to us and they don't want to be put out on the air so if you feel like you're brave enough and that's the thing we don't even have to rec we don't have to record video we don't have to include your name that's up to you your story could be or we can do it like the cia does it where it's just a your face isn't shown and we change the microphone to something like this can you hear the difference? I think you mean something that just doesn't <laughs> sound right. But yeah, we'll take care of your anonymity and make sure that your story is still out there and be heard so that other people can relate. So with this, I think it's a good time to sign off for the recording at least. Yeah. So until next time. Oh, Simba, by the way, you need to come up with your own goodbye phrase because I've got mine. What is yours? Shalom.
which is Irish for goodbye. Okay, bye. <laughs> Again, if someone you know or yourself is struggling with suicidal ideation, please call 988. It'll save a life, and trust me, you'll get in contact with someone that is willing to sit there and listen and help you through a hard time, because you're special, you matter, and the world's a better place with you here. So, don't worry about tomorrow, just worry about today. Much love. <laughs>